Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Magic Mike. Uh, wait, I don't know oh, if that... Oh, here we go. Is that, that's not really? what we came up <laughs> No. Magic Mike doesn't really do the trick for you? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, uh, Mike. Captain Mike. Mike Mike. Mike Mike. <laughs> Mike Mike? Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, also, Barry the Boater is uh, with us. Here. Barry, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How and y'all if, doing? And, and also, we have Bill the Engineer joining us. Uh, via the a web pleasure today. and an honor, uh, as I am here every single week without exception. Exactly. We just normally don't turn his microphone on. So, uh, but today, just, here, just walking. we've made an exception. So, welcome, Bill. It's good to have you aboard. And uh, by the way, the heads need cleaned. So, uh, get, get at it, will you? Uh, you know, I think at this point, it's a self-sustaining ecosystem, and I probably shouldn't interfere. There is something <laughs> sustaining in the air. Trust me. Actually, uh, Greg, I have to, I have to tell you that when we bring a new member onto the show, yeah, um, everybody like everybody moves up one, which means that Mike takes the position of having clean heads. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, wow. So I'm the newbie. Yeah, I'm still Mike under the, warranty. Uh, right? Mike, the uh, the head mechanic. Greenhorn. Yeah, maybe. We will see. All right. Uh, also, uh, we got to check in with Captain Rusty. Uh, get him on and off the air today because he's uh, on the road. He can only talk so much because he's uh, delivering boats as we speak. Is that right, Rusty? How are you doing, I, I, am, I am. I actually delivered a boat at Lake Windermere, and I'm pulling their trade back a pretty little Regal, 20-foot Regal CSX, I believe, Patrick. Is that the, the one it is? Uh, no. What do you no. mean, no? Well, it's not. We don't build a CSX. We build well, an RX. It's a 20-foot. Oh, maybe that's it. So it's got a little arch, foldable arch uh, on it. That That so is that is a high-tech right that is a high tech power tower, sir, just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> twin twin ram one. actuated. Okay. So All is right. this a cruiser or a uh, bow rider or... What configuration a, is it? It's Lake a bow rider. Yeah, Lake Windermere, it'll be a bow rider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I delivered a Chris Craft and picked up a Regal. Okay. Nice. All so right. you, what are you, uh, you, are you towing the Regal right now back or what? I am. Okay. I am. So, so I he's on the road. That. We sold it in, uh, it's one of the boats we sold at Orlando Boat Show, and this is their tray. Actually, the little boat I have is a great boat. It's got, they've had it four months. Really? Uh, and I asked them, I said, why, why are you getting rid of the, the boat? It's something you don't like. And they go, no, that was just our, that was our starter boat. And I'm thinking, well, four months starter boat. Wow. Uh, whatever. They're fast learners. Well, it's no, because I you're such a great salesman. <laughs> I guess so. It, it, ha- it happens more often than you think where people go in, they buy a boat, they, they've got it for a short amount of time, and they realize yeah. that we got the wrong boat. We got, hmm. we got a we got a boat that is too small for what we want to do, whether underpowered or just in size, and then they quickly move up. So the good thing with that boat, Rusty, is to your next owner, you'll be able to transfer the balance of the BPPC warranty, the remaining engine warranty, and it may still have some factory warranty that uh, will be covered. Well, I would imagine you already know that, don't you, Rusty, or no? 
I figured the engine warranty. I wasn't sure how the you know how Regal's warranty worked. Never looked at it, but I, I knew I know people there. So you know, mm-hmm. I'll make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Or either I'll just mention on the radio. So Whatever I need to do to get it done. The bottom line is this is either going to be a bargain boat that you can pick, it up, pick up a Jacksonville Marine here in the next week or so, or you've just traded in a lemon that they wanted to dump on someone who didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I'm, I'm sure it's a good boat. I think, yeah, I'm sure. I think this is going to be good. And the um, I went to deliver the boat today. I was a little concerned because, first of all, Windermere boat ramps are pretty – pretty busy and i was expecting her and her boyfriend to be there and i get there and it's her and her 18 year old daughter hmm. and so she's got wow, a truck chicka, and- wow chicka, wow chicka, wow chicka, wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dear dear sure, penthouse forum <laughs> i was delivering a boat at a very rich part of town oh brother <laughs> <laughs> i i took this trade in i couldn't see anything except the boat right Mm. Oh, inappropriate. Well, it, it, it worked out well. So, okay. you know, right. got that done. So, um, no, but I mean, honestly, boat sales in general for us have been extremely well right now. Usually, they, you know, they'll go down this time of the year. We, um, we're selling, you know, five, six, seven boats every week right now, which is That's awesome. very unusual. Yeah. Well, I, I know the, uh, the the word out of some of the dealers I talked to at the, the recent boat show in Central Florida is they, they kind of sold out the remaining 2019 inventory. Um, how are you guys looking? We're, we had some that we needed to sell. This was a 2019 I delivered today. So we're just about got rid of all of our 2019. We still got about two or three Chris Crafts and uh, a few Bennington's that are like that, but I will say the boat show was very, very crowded. I mean, it, on Saturday it was just completely packed. That's great. Tons of people. Yeah. So, and people were buying. You know, it, it's. I think it's odd. You'll you'll watch the, you know, to see if people are going to be more conservative with their money right now with the economy and you know the stock market going and people are just they're still just spending money, a lot of money. Well, yeah, well, there I, you go. I think when people head to a boat show. You know, I think the 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 years of kind of going to do the look see uh, is kind of gone away, and people are doing their research online. They're coming to the boat shows. They're better informed on engine packages, on the boat manufacturers, and they've kind of narrowed down what it is that they want, and they're ready to go. I agree. Same well, thing. I agree. With that. We get people who are just coming looking for this boat. You know, they already know everything. They know if the price is good or not. And, you know, they either buy it or don't. Yeah. And it, and it's great to go to the boat shows to see the electronics and the boat gear and all the latest, you know. And completely not yeah. understand how any of it works. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and the fear the yeah. fear of the prices going up with everything going on is probably stirring some of that up, too. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Now, what about this trade-in that you took sure. in? Is that going to be a bargain uh, deal for someone? When they walk in and you put it out there for sale or what? It, it will. It'll be a very good deal. I mean, because, you know, I on my side, I I can't even get a trade-in value on it because it's too new. Hmm. So I had to base it more on like a 2017 boat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I tell people up front, it's just like a car dealership. I said, look, if, if we take your trade, I, you know, I want to apologize at first. I can't offer you a lot for it because we have to make money. And, you know, and I've done it myself when I trade in cars. I go, that's fine. It's whatever. Hmm. So, so yeah, once I, again, this boat is a Regal. How, what is it again? Describe it. 
It's so, a 20, 20 foot regal fast yeah. track hull, so step hull bottom. It's yeah. an RX yeah. model. It's got a power tower, which is controlled electrically with two actuators. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's probably Volvo Penta powered. And um, it's going to have a lot of warranty left on it. This is not a cheap boat. This this is a performance runabout. Yeah, but if you know someone like Rusty and uh, Barry and Bill both are probably in the market for something this, this like is this. Not, might be a this, bargain. This is not Barry's type of boat, and I would say... Why? I, let me explain. Let me finish my thought. Well, no, Barry can speak for himself. But you, I'm talking. I have the mic. No, I'm going to listen to the professor. <laughs> I have the mic okay. right now, Greg, just so you know. All I right. have the mic. <laughs> he's channeling Barry. Right? Yeah, and he's touching Mike. <laughs> Very awkward situation in the studio, as you can see on Facebook Live right now. So, and for um, Bill, it's probably not the type of boat he would want either because... This this boat is not one. It's not a fishing boat. Where so you know to Barry's end, it's really not a boat that's set up for scuba diving. It's not a boat that's set up for utility work. It is a luxury performance boat. Mm-hmm. And on Bill's end, it's probably a boat that honestly it requires a lot of time to maintain properly, so that um, the 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 uh, creature comforts inside the way that everything is designed. It's like having a luxury car, and you need to maintain it, only this is a luxury car that, say, is a convertible top and is exposed to the elements all the time. So you have to kind of – with any boat, really, except for Barry's, which is like probably the best indestructible boat out there, um, that uh, you have to stay on top of them. You have to maintain them. I mean, Mike is on his boat, and it's, a, I would say, almost a constant – Oh, you know, it's, oh, it's constant. I mean, I have acres of canvas and the Isinglass, and I mean, oh, the canvas yeah. alone it'll chew up your time. Not to yeah. mention all the little stuff around the boat that you need sure, to maintain. And then all well, yeah, systems. but but it's bigger. Uh, Barry's boat's like seventeen, and this is a twenty, so it'd be three bigger, Barry. And you want a bigger boat, don't you? But then I he would need a bigger truck to tow the bigger. And he'd need a bigger garage. <laughs> mm. Well, there's that. Yeah, and this again, it, it, this is a great boat, but it's it's I don't in the way that I understand the way Barry boats, this wouldn't be a boat that I would direct him towards, nor would it be a boat that I would direct Bill towards. Okay, well, I think you've just been fired as Rusty's sales manager. Uh, no, actually, this this is the type of salesperson you want because I'm going to get you in the right kind of boat. Now, um, yeah, just uh, Ru- I think Rusty. Take my advice. Uh, you don't want him uh, trying to sell this. He he totally turned me off. I was ready to buy this thing for uh, for Bill or Barry. Well, no, it's perfect for you. With your credit card, of course. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. As you enjoy another blissful fishing adventure out on the water, it waits, coiled up ready to strike cooler stink luckily there's blue from tropical seas blue is the all-natural concentrated deodorizer and cleaner for ice chests and boat lockers it's a great overall deodorizer and cleaner for your boat as well blue helps to remove fish and other sea life odors from plastics fiberglass and even works on cleaning rust stains Just spray on blue, scrub and rinse with a little water, and you're through. Plus, blue won't harm the environment or marine life as you wash off your boat and cooler. Blue is the new green and only available from Tropical Seas. Go to tropicalseas.com backslash blue and make cooler stink a thing of the past. 
That's tropicalseas.com backslash blue. Think blue. It's the new green. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce. And now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I'm so sorry. Am I missing something? Where's your boat? Take me down to my boat on the river and I won't cry out. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mechanic. We'll go with that since we already have an engineer, uh, Bill the Engineer, Barry the Boater, also rounding out the crew today as we uh, navigate. Mike and the Mechanics? No, that was, we've already discussed that. I I can't. For copyright reasons, we're not allowed to say Mike and the Mechanics. No, Greg just didn't like the joke. It's a great band. It's a great joke, as you can tell, since everybody's busting a gut right now. We did but, at the uh, time, <laughs> but uh, regardless, we decided. Yeah, uh, we, we'll uh, we'll we'll move on. To I had things. forgot. This is the show where we count on Greg knowing what's funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> now that is funny. Uh, that was funny. All right. So I appreciate uh, though, Greg, yeah. something where you were trying to make it so that I wasn't the guy without a boat. And I appreciate that. I know Patrick's trying to be helpful right. by steering me into the right direction mm-hmm. and getting me the right kind of boat. I don't really care. But I care. also appreciate I... That, that you wanted me just to get a boat, right. any boat. Because a man without a boat, clearly not a man. I would agree with that. Mm. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me back up. Let's see. Barry's got a boat. Mike's got a boat. I've got thousands of boats. And um, Greg has none. Well, that makes you a man. But what makes you a smarter man is if you know someone else who has a boat that you can use and they'll captain it. What makes you you a smarter man than that is if you work for a company that builds boats and you have access to all of these boats over the past 30 years. I disagree. Uh, but anyway, well, of course you do. Let's let's just move on. <laughs> Anybody else had said it, you would have been fine with it. I'm I'm right uh, about that as well. So uh, anyway, uh, we do have some other boating news and information to navigate the day. Yeah. So um, we we need we need to talk briefly about um, the uh, we're we're going to call it a tragedy mm-hmm. that has occurred off of uh, Florida's east coast. Yeah, right of, in our backyard here, out of Port Canaveral. Uh, these uh, two firemen, uh, firefighters, that went missing. Uh, 
And we don't want to speculate as to uh, did they have the right gear? Did they do the right? Because we don't know. Right. Um, based on current uh, models, the boat may be as far north as New England by this time, if it is still afloat. This was a 24-foot Rabalo. Um, and Rabalo, uh, kind of known for its high freeboard, deep V, um, really not a boat that... Uh, you would you it's definitely a boat that you would feel comfortable going yeah, offshore good, in they're great sea boats absolutely um, so as to what happened uh rogue wave um we and this really probably i can't see it happening where they were heading out out to this but it's possible where if they had anchored um and i've had i've had stories where this has happened where people will use a stern anchor and something bad happens, and then they it winds up dragging the stern under the water, basically, mm-hmm. uh, because they get into you know the seas turn quickly. They can't get the anchor up. They can't get the line cut. It's all chain road, whatever it is. So, really, don't want to call into question any of their actions. What I wanted to talk about is when we're going, and not even necessarily offshore. I mean, because for all of us. For some people, it could be, I'm going half a mile offshore, and I get, and I'm not talking about me personally, uh, that somebody would get You can still get in trouble sketchy, half a mile. you know, and, and, and get, get scared. Um, going 30 miles out or making the run over to the islands, you know, that's a, that's a whole different type of boating. And there are certainly some things that you should do because it could potentially save your life in a situation like this um one and i'm a huge proponent of this is kill cords if you're going offshore and you're running a boat you should have a kill cord if your boat doesn't have a kill cord you should install one um rogue wave something like that happens knocks you off the boat boat's going to keep going and you're going to be flailing in the water and if you're not wearing a pfd it's just a matter of time really at that at that point um Two would be, of course, PFDs and wearing a PFD that is designed to inflate upon you going into the water mm-hmm. um, because nobody likes to wear the big bulky ones. Some people, I kind of like the vest style. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in those. Right. But with the PFD is having a uh, personal locating beacon attached to that particular vest. A lot of people will just use one EPIRB and leave it with the boat. Uh, that's fine. But if you get tossed from the boat, it's... Not long before the boat, even if the boat engine stops, where you become separated by a great distance in right. the water. The boat will all, almost always um, uh, drift faster because of windage and, and all yep. the other things that influence that. And they're going to find the boat. They're not going to find you. And Barry, you, you uh, were you able to find a cost on uh, a personal locating beacon? Well, the one that I use is the ACR, and I got it for 250 bucks at the boat show, sent in a coupon and got a ditch bag with it. Um, it's great. It's good for five years. Then you send it back in. They change out the battery. They check it, and uh, it does mount on your PFD. It has these straps where you can mount it on. That's and the I best do money have you ever spent. Now, does, yeah. does it deploy? It, it, will it activate as soon as it hits water? No, it uh, does not. What you have to do is you... You flip a little, uh, there's an antenna that you pop up and you press a button, hold it down, and then the thing will activate. And supposedly when that thing goes off, 
uh, with its GPS sending out its signal. Um, I expect to get picked up within a half hour to an hour. Yeah, I guess my question is, and I haven't researched enough, if there are personal locating beacons that are designed to activate when you hit the water. Yeah, water activated. I don't know. I know the larger ones, the really expensive ones will do that. Yeah. But I don't know about the the small ones. Yeah, I I would probably, thinking worst case scenario, I get knocked unconscious. Um, and I'm wearing a, an inflatable PFD, so you know my head's going to be above the water. Um, but if I'm unconscious, I can't activate my, my personal locating beacon, so I'd, I'd rather have it go off for me. And this, again, if I'm going offshore, this is what I'd want to have because how much is my life worth? Right. You know, Certainly, uh, it's worth 500 have, bucks. Right. If they do have something like that, then what I'll do is upgrade next time. One of the things you got to be careful about when you mount it, on your PFD is that you don't wrap it around um, one of those straps that, you know, when the thing goes off, it's going to pop open and then pull the Velcro off your little, uh, your little uh, personal uh, locator device and that'll float away. So you got to make sure that won't get found. Right plates. Correct. And what's in your ditch bag? Rope. Well, my ditch, my ditch bag is really more of a box because I can't understand why you would use a bag where everything would get wet. So I keep in there. I have a spare VHF with um, uh, lithium, regular, not lithium rechargeable batteries, but the lithiums that you buy in the store, the 10-year batteries. And I have a laser pointer because I think that will get someone's attention much easier than a flashlight. Hmm. All right. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, maybe we'll go over some of these other things you should put in your ditch bag so... You know, those unfortunate things you'll be uh, prepared for. Coming up next on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Magic Mike, uh, Bill the Engineer, and Barry the Boat are rounding out the crew. I don't know. Magic Mike does kind of work a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no comments? That's good. That, that, there might it be pay, an issue with that a picture, one, too. It doesn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, you might have the same issue with Mike and the mechanics, right? Yeah, but then we don't get to pay him. <laughs> if we I'm telling you, Mike, it. Mike. Mike, Mike. Hmm. M squared. Yeah. Square M. Anyway, uh, ditch bags <laughs> ditch are bags. important, and obviously, you know, the, the thing about having it as a uh, box versus a bag, though, Barry, because you mentioned yours is a hard case, the reason why they're supposed to be bags is because you're supposed to have rope in it so you can throw it out to someone man overboard. That's why they're bags, so you don't you don't want to throw a hard what? case. No, that's what a ditch bag is for. It's like a, a man overboard rope. What? No, you can you can buy. There is a man overboard rope that's made. It's right. a it's a bag with coil rope, and you throw it out. Yeah, that's what I mean. The Isn't that, that's end a of ditch it. bag? Yeah, too? But that's not a ditch bag. No, that's a rope bag. That's, that's a man that's overboard not, bag. You know, you, if, 
That's I'm not smart enough to have a throwable PFD or, yeah. or life ring by the helm to where I can throw it out to somebody that has fallen overboard. Yeah, you don't want to throw safety gear overboard. Well, that's, <laughs> I guess. <that's> <laughs> but they do make waterproof bags, I guess, is what my point was, too. So you Well, can maybe get, water resistant, but no, waterproof. waterproof. They make, well, yeah, they do. Sure yeah. they do. The, the sealed boxes also float, so you can use that to help you float. Well, so would you a don't sealed wanna, bag. Hello? Hello, uh, I haven't seen any ones that seal up that well. Greg, Greg is thinking uh, that he can contort himself and actually zip himself up inside of the bag. No, they make them dry bags. Oh, okay. They make dry bags. They seal up just fine. And they're airtight and they'll float and the whole thing. You can use mm-hmm. them as uh, something to actually you know, hold on to and float. Okay, so, so in anyway. your ditch bag, Barry, water? You got water uh, in your no, ditch there's bag? Not enough, there's not enough room in there for water. I keep a lot of water in the cooler. And uh, depending on what would happen to the boat, I mean, if it if it went turtle up, the cooler is just going to float up inside the hull, right? I thought your boat was a cooler. Yeah, it well, is. yeah, the whole thing is built like a cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's a That's cooler with an outboard it. motor on it. All right, just throw some beers and ice in the in the floor. You're good to go. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Mr. Foxworthy, do you know why I pulled you over, sir? Well, it concerns that vehicle you're pulling behind you. No, sir, it's not against the law to tow a boat, but we do require you put it on a trailer. (laughs) Could you ask your friends to get out of the boat, please, sir? (laughs) No, sir, I don't give a damn if the fish are biting. Could you ask your friends to get out of the boat there? Boys in the band ordered boat drinks Visitors scored on the home ring Everything seems to be wrong This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick. Mike, Mike. Ugh, no, I just, I'm sorry. I like it. I don't I'm not, I'm not feeling it. All right. Uh, bury the, uh, or bury the boater and Bill, the engineer, rounding out the crew. All right, so, uh, a ditch bag. Ditch would bag. be just basically bare minimum stuff, and in, in in Barry's case, he he prefers a ditch box. Yeah, but I would I would say in the ditch bag, ditch box that pr- probably whether using the uh, you have some of the uh, uh, water that's kept in the little foil packets, um, you should you should probably definitely have some water in there. You know, just yeah, I I thought about getting those, I just haven't gotten to that. I keep so many bottles of water in the boat at the time, but the things I do keep, I keep a spare GPS in there with again the lithium batteries. A spare VHF, a flashlight, a little one of those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hand tool things that does 10 million things at once. Multi-tool. Uh, matches. Oh, multi-tool, yeah. yeah. Except get uh, you home. Matches, a lighter. Huh? Except get you home, that, that multi-tool. Get you home, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I will you carve this coconut into a boat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I get some duct tape and build a plane and fly home. Barry, you, uh, have, a, you have a flare gun in there? No, I have a flare gun in a separate box. The okay. the uh, ditch bag is specifically for getting out of there. I have a lighter. I have um, I take cotton balls, and if you uh, put a lot of uh, Vaseline in them and put them in a little tin, they make great starters for starting fire. No, if mm-hmm. I end up in an island somewhere, not if I'm floating out at sea. Okay. What, like oh, the Bahamas? 
Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the but, spoiler uh, islands there in the uh, in the uh, intercoastal. But a, a laser pointer, I think, is a great thing. Yeah. Do you bring a volleyball you know, so they turn into Wilson just in case? Or <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. Turn into Wilson or turn it into Wilson? Turn no. it. Yeah. Someone to talk uh, to. Right. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Barry, because, you know, you've got a, you've got what is arguably, I mean, a 17 foot boat to some people is small. I, it's, it's a nice size boat, especially for what you do. Any thought? Do you tie all of your stuff? Is it all together to where if that boat went over that and it came to float that it's not everything's going in different directions do you, do you have it secured together i have i have it what i do is i take the box and it's bungeed to the back of my seat so that it you want to be able to get to it quickly if something happens i mean if the boat just flips right over you know goes turtle up um i'm gonna have to go looking for it but is it tied to a long line to the boat? No, I've never thought about. Well, no, that. I meant like your might- your flare gun box with the ditch box oh, the- with you know any right. any others. Do you have that stuff to where if if you the boat goes over that as yeah. everything yeah, comes pops all, back that- up? Every everything would be with the boat. It would probably still be tied to the boat upside down, which means I'd have to go down there and get it and then come back up. Okay, I but, see. Uh, now, yeah. Um, one thing that we haven't talked about, which I am a huge proponent of, especially if you are going, I'm going to say certainly if you're going, if you're going more than five miles offshore, because honestly, most VHFs, if you get five miles, you're you're doing pretty good. Um, sat phone, <sighs> take a sat yeah, phone. That would be nice. That you know the cost has come down so so far on those units. And again, what is your life worth? And is it overkill? You know, if I if I'm going five miles out, maybe not. If I'm going thirty miles, forty miles, if I'm going over to the islands, I'm taking one. Yeah, because my cell yeah, phone, that- there's no guarantee. VHF, good luck. Um, and a sat phone, if all else fails, you know. And I, I and you would think, okay, I've got I've got my my personal locating beacon, and I've got this, and I've got that. But you build in certain amounts of redundancy, if you will, thinking about worst case scenario. And all right, I managed to, I, I couldn't get to anything else. Uh, I got my sat phone, mm-hmm. you know, I grabbed it. I'm, I'm making my call and I just got to stay afloat. Yeah, that's a great thing to have on a boat uh, that goes offshore. I don't have one on mine because mine stays inshore, but my dad has one on his boat because he goes to the Bahamas a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would be a, a that would be something that would be certainly in my gear. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So you know, again, uh, I think that barring some kind of absolute miracle, uh, unfortunately, uh, these two gentlemen, I don't think they're going to be found. Um, it's it's I don't know that they're going to find their boat. Um, it's it's kind of odd that they haven't even spotted it. Um, and I, I wasn't able to get a whole lot. I know certain, certain Rabalos, I mean, certainly all boats up to a certain size, uh, usually it's 20 feet and under. They have to have a certain amount of flotation foam in. They have to meet Coast Guard requirements and MMA, um, to stay afloat, you know, if they suffered a hull breach. And they're not designed to stay afloat indefinitely. They have to stay afloat for a predetermined amount of time after their exposure to whether it's freshwater, saltwater, gas, oil, uh, things of that nature, which could certainly degrade the uh, the flotation foam that's in there. But unless you've got something like a Boston Whaler, you know, which they do it in, I believe, all of their boats, um, 
they're, it's not that they're unsinkable, but because uh, I could certainly probably still get swamped, but they're probably not going down. And I don't know that this 24 Rabalo um, was made that way. So if it if it went over, if they hit, if they had a rogue wave, which you would think for both of them, nobody to hear from them. Rogue wave took that boat over, tossed them both into the water. They didn't have PFDs on. Worst case scenario, maybe even getting knocked unconscious. Uh, it, it, it's it's something that is avoidable. Uh, it's just a matter of money, and it's not a whole lot of money that you got to throw at it. And, and and honestly, they were not the original owners. I think it was the father of one of the firefighters uh, had the fire. I think the father had passed away. Yeah. And and the and the kid had inherited, or the son had inherited the boat. So it's possible that he wasn't that familiar with it yet. Um, yeah, it's a sad story all about because it's a repeat of something similar that happened a number of years ago with the two teenage boys that went out. Yep. Uh, right. And, and and even in the state of Florida, you get a reduction on the renewal of your boat um, registration if you show you have a, a personal locator beacon. Uh, all the more reason. I mean, not that, not, you know, that would be like, I wouldn't even be so much, well, you know what? We're going to get a reduction on our, let's go get one. It's like, they're it's just my trying life. to encourage people to get the thing. Yeah, but you I know, mean, you that, would think that, you know, it's not, at that point, it's, I guess, mentality being, well, right. saving my life isn't enough reason to get one, but we'll get a break on our insurance. Now I'll go buy one. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah. it's like they'll look at the new fusion radio that they want to install versus, oh, I'll never use this thing. It's going to sit in a box all the time. That's the uh, thinking. I do think that a big part of it, though, is that your basic philosophy of life most of the time for most people is not what do I need to prepare in case things go wrong. I think most people think that's probably not going to happen. I know. I and right. that money. Yeah. And that, but you have when you're going offshore. I think you have to you're you're you have to change your thinking to absolute worst case scenario, with the hope that it never ever happens and it probably never ever will. But if it does, again, I've got enough redundancy built in that I should and my passengers should be able to survive this. Right. And, and in addition to having all the proper safety gear, if you're going offshore, you should have a float plan that uh, has been shared with someone onshore. So the minute you're late, there should be... Which they so, did. They yeah. knew they were going out to, to Reef 8A. Yeah. You know, they knew where they were going. Yeah. I, I didn't know if they were, but but just in general, yeah. um, you know, a good float plan that uh, has been shared with someone onshore that has an expected time of arrival... And there's so, apps out there yeah. that that you can do all that with, and you know we'll we'll log it for you, and mm-hmm. you know I guess if you don't if you don't check in, it'll send out an alert. You well, know. or one of those spot trackers, you know, you could have even that. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of those GPS things where they could at least uh, say, okay, they're there right now, and that would. Have well, helped. I do. So I do carry the personal locator beacon when I go hiking too, because it's uh, you could use it for any function that you're going to be out there. Somewhere. Afraid that you might uh, capsize while you're hiking there, Barry. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> but a bear. You fall and hurt yourself, you know, taking a selfie, looking at a mountain or something like that. Swallowed by uh, anaconda. Please tell me that you're not one happen. of those guys. Mm. No, I am not. But I am looking at your 24-foot LS4C, C. and that's a nice boat. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, uh, probably designed a little bit more for the European market. 
Oh, I could fake it. Oh, no, what is it got? The steering wheel on the left hand side? No, no he's going to wear a thong. No, it's a it's a, a, a thong. It's a it's a, it's yeah. a small cuddy cabin. Do you it's have a, to smoke cigarettes on the deck? I think so. You have to smoke cigarettes with disdain. <laughs> he can wear a beret. You stinky Americans. Yeah. He can wear a beret. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast up till now had to shut down what why the guy playing the best friend that stand up adam balin i think it's balin what about him He's dead. What? He fell off the back of a boat last night. They just found his body. Oh, my God. What was he doing on a boat? Boating? Why? Little boat, big leg, little breeze, life's great. Ooh, you gotta love it in the middle of a little boat. This is the World of Boating. Gregor first mate, Captain Patrick. Mike. Just Mike. I don't know. Barry the engineer. The Barry the can come up with something. I was I was gonna just uh, uh combine Barry yeah. and uh Bill and just say Bill the engineer. 
uh, bury the boater, just bury the engineer. No. No. So much for saving time. All right. So do we uh, have some other? Uh, yeah, we've we've got a story stuff. that is, that is literally burning up the Internet. Yeah. Um, it is, you know, in this age of everybody uh, unfiltered, unfettered, uh, faked rage, real rage, mm. w- whatever it is, there is a flag flap brewing in Dearborn County, Indiana, Greg. Okay. So, a local community is taking a hard look at political flags and banners, and should they be banned from the local lake? And you'll never guess whose flags started this kerfuffle. A kerfuffle? Mm. Kerfuffle. I didn't know you knew that word. Yeah. (laughs) The Judge Judy word. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I, can you define that? Right Must now? be political, as I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Well, they are. They are political in nature, and it started with uh, Trump 2020 flags being flown, of yeah. course. And it's led to arguments on the water. It's led to arguments on water social media. Fights. Water balloon fights. It's. It's <laughs> no. It's. It's getting. I mean. It's. It's led to people wanting to rename parts of the lake. But why know, does it matter? I, I actually, last time when I was down in South Florida with Barry and we were doing lobster hunting, we were coming back in the causeway, and sure enough, buddy, somebody was uh, cruising down the intercoastal with a big uh, Trump. 2020 flag who okay. cares well here's the thing this is a private community so this is a homeowners association so this isn't uh, a call it a public access lake kind of like clear lake right uh here in town mm-hmm. where you do have public access to one side but nobody's ever launching at that right. ramp because of the part of town that it's in yeah. uh you wouldn't leave your car there unattended for five minutes much less a few hours uh but this is this lake is controlled by a homeowners association, so the the question that they're they're struggling with is should all pennants and flags other than say the American flag be banned from being flown on boats while they're out on the water? So they were on boats, not on the properties on boats. <laughs> See, that's a tough one. Wow. I mean, there might be an HOA rule that they could enforce uh, similar to something like you can't have an advertisement of a business in your driveway on a, you know, like a, a van or whatever. Uh, but I don't know. It's- well, here's the thing. Uh, one, again, rules are different with the HOAs. We know that. So mm-hmm. if they decide that they can't be flown, they'll write it into the bylaws. Right. They'll and, do whatever, and, what the and, hell they and want they to won't, do. They won't be able to be flown. In general, though, you know, in, in public access areas where you're boating, um, and I had a comment from somebody when the, the story got posted, uh, actually my childhood friend, Doug, um, who I've known since our parents pushed us through the neighborhood in baby strollers. I mean, Doug's been a lifelong friend and he's like, well, it's, it's, there's no difference between that and, you know, putting a bumper sticker on your car. Well, it is a little different. Um, how? how? I see no difference because at all. in the context of this story. Well, if, it, yeah, if it's, you get, it's, but it's if you take HOA. it away, we'll take it back but, to uh, in the intercoastal. But, to, where, to, but in a in a public access area, say yeah. public roads and things like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would prefer to know who those people are. So, if you want to identify yourself by flying your banner, 
Okay, go so to it. I think right. they should issue uh, super soakers and water balloons to everybody and have them fight it out in the middle of the lake. You, you know what? <laughs> I, that, it's so ridiculous, though, because if you want to run uh, your boat up and down the causeway in South Florida, and Barry may back me up on this or he may not, but whether it's a Trump for 2020 flag or a Rainbow Coalition flag or gay rights pride flag, who the hell cares? I agree. That's why I'm saying. Go ahead, do it. At least I, I know where you stand. And if I if you've identified yourself that way, I know who I don't want to go and raft up next to. I, I know who I, I'm, I who I'm going to stay stay away well, from. There's that. I now guess. I know I know Bill's political leanings. Uh, Bill knows mine. Uh, I'm pr- got a pretty good idea it's, about it's Barry. Bill, though, huh? I, Patrick, you hold it so close to your vest. <laughs> what the flag? <laughs> it is. And, and, it's sometimes difficult to tell. I, I try to read between the lines and see if I can get some kind of an indication. And, and we know, and we know, Greg. We, we haven't got yeah, beats yeah. around the bush, right? We, we well, haven't gotten in depth with yeah. Mike. But all, all I would say is, it, honestly, if any um, administration was rolling back environmental regulations that are going to affect the species and the waters that we boat upon and enjoy the way that is currently being done, I would probably think twice about flying that flag. Well, that's, that's all I'm going to that, say. That's your opinion, though. You're absolutely and right. Is, you know, uh, has a right to their opinion. You don't have to associate with them. But you also, you know, people that you that don't agree with you are people, too. You know, like, you know, if I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong. You know, so it'd be like, you, you got to kind of take into account. I don't hold that against <laughs> you. I've never held it against you, Greg. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before it gets too ridiculous, we will wrap it up for this edition of The World I Buddy. love you, Greg. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as, as a motor. motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.